you should not wake up the day after your wedding day and realize that they have slipped out from underneath the sheets and left in the middle of the night. That relationship should carry on after your wedding day. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally awarded, nationally featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do. So tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. All right, everyone. Hello, and welcome to my podcast and also welcome to my YouTube channel. Today is the first day that I am trying to simultaneously record a podcast and video record the episode to also post up on my YouTube channel. So I don't know how this is going to work, but here we go. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that I share something to make your wedding day images um, better. I hope that you learned something valuable from me today. I want to remind you that if you are enjoying the podcast, if you hear something here today that improves your wedding day experience, that you might also love my book. Uh, I will include links to everything that I mentioned today in the show notes or in the comments on my YouTube channel. I just want to share real quickly that today, if you're listening in real time, today is January 6th of the new year, 2022, and I have yet to resume any of my exercise routines from 2021. I don't think I've been on my bicycle since the first or second week in November. Um, And I had a pretty good streak going um, since August of last year. I picked up on the bike. Um, I I hadn't been on the bike in like seven years prior to 2021. And I had a really pretty good streak going. But I haven't been on the bike since November. I need to get back on that. And for... Um, probably about the last year or so, I had been in a really good push-up routine. Um, somewhere back in 2020, one of my army buddies challenged me to that 21 push-ups a day for 21 days to bring awareness to all of the military veterans who commit suicide each day. And after that challenge, 
I just kept going. In the beginning, I couldn't even do 15 consecutive push-ups for my toes. But after the challenge, I could do 21 push-ups easily, and I just kept adding on, adding on, until I was up to about 40 push-ups from my toes, uh, no problem. I could bust those out without even stopping, really, um, just barely slowing down. So for the past year, I've been just doing that, and I haven't done that since mid-December, so I need to pick that back up before I lose all the progress I made in that regard. And then also professionally, those were my, my that's personal update. A professional update is uh, yesterday I ordered um, some competition prints from my printing lab in Italy to send them to Las Vegas for WPPI, which I'm attending at the end of February. I ordered four prints to submit to Image Comp there. And all I need is one of them to merit in order to finally get my associate photographer designation with WPPI. So please cross your fingers and wish me luck. Um, that is something that I've been working on for a few years now, and I hope to finally achieve that. It is the very first small baby step on my way to becoming a master photographer with WPPI. All right, so let's dive right in to today's topic. What happens if you have to fire one of your wedding day vendors? And... Under what circumstances might that happen? Um, you might have found someone you like better. Um, you might have found a better caterer or a better makeup artist or a better DJ. And this might be because you didn't do your due diligence in the beginning. You may have been very excited to start your wedding day planning and you may have not done all of the homework that's recommended for choosing those wedding day vendors. You might have shopped only on price alone or picked the very first one. Or maybe you didn't really know what you were looking for when you chose that vendor. Or maybe you followed the advice of a friend who really didn't know what they were talking about. Or Perhaps you did do your due diligence, but now that vendor is having very slow or no communication with you at all. I often refer to this as a one night stand um, and mostly with wedding day photographers, but it can apply to all of your wedding day creatives. Your relationship with your wedding day photographer should not be a one-night stand. The, the, the first time and only time that you meet them or correspond with them or have relations with them should not be only on your wedding day. You should have an amazing experience and relationship with them prior to your wedding day, on your wedding day, and you should not wake up the day after your wedding day and realize that they have slipped out from underneath the sheets and left in the middle of the night. That relationship should carry on after your wedding day. 
But if you are having slow or no communication with your wedding day vendor prior to your wedding day, chances are it's not going to improve. Maybe they promised you the moon and now the moon is made of cheese. They're not fulfilling all of their contractual obligations. They are just falling short in every regard. Or maybe you're looking over your your wedding day budget and it's just busting at the seams and you need to find ways to cut corners and you need to look for less expensive vendors. Maybe your invitations don't matter that much to you. So instead of spending $2,500 on invitations, you now only want to budget $800. Or maybe your cake is not that important to you. So instead of spending $2,000 on your cake, maybe you want to spend $400 on your cake. Those are all valid reasons in order to fire a vendor. The vendors are not going to like hearing those reasons, but those are all very valid reasons. But before you do make the the decision to fire a vendor, make sure that you are 100% positive that this is the direction that you want to go. Because bringing this up with that vendor and then not following through with that decision will create a unpleasant working relationship with that vendor and that's probably not the environment that you want to create. So make sure, number one, that that is the direction you want to go and before you do bring it up, make sure that you can find a suitable relation or excuse me, a suitable replacement for that vendor and make sure that they are available for your date. Okay, so let's assume that You have made up your mind that you want to replace a vendor and you have found a suitable replacement. But before you hire the new vendor, read your contract word for word. And before I go into this next bit about your contract, I just want to put out this legal disclaimer. I am not an attorney. None of this is should be construed as legal advice. I am just merely giving you layman tips to follow in any matters concerning your contract with your vendors. If you have any questions, you should always consult a licensed attorney. But you want to read your contract word for word and make sure that you understand it. You want to especially pay attention to the cancellation clause or policy in your contract. Most often, there is a time limit within which you can cancel your contract. Sometimes that's 30 days prior to your event, six months prior to your event, seven days prior to your to your event, but you want to know what that cancellation policy is and what the time limit is. And a lot of times the cancellation policy will also stipulate specific reasons for which you can cancel the contract with the vendor. And 
you want to make sure that the reason you are going to give to them is one of those reasons, those legal reasons for you canceling the policy. And the same is true for your refund policy. You want to make sure that the reason you are going to refund or ask for a refund is one of the reasons, one of the valid reasons within the contract. And again, that it's within that time limit. Next thing to look for in your contract is you want to know if you paid a deposit or a retainer because there is a legal difference between the two. And by definition, a retainer is a pay is paid in advance and used to hold goods or services. A deposit is a payment towards goods or services and usually returned once the goods or services have been acquired or delivered. So in essence, a non-refundable deposit is not a thing and can be argued against. Again, I'm not an attorney and if someone has use the words non-refundable deposit in your contract, you should consult an attorney if you want to try to get your deposit refunded. And then lastly, you want to check to see if your contract stipulates that there is a termination fee or an early termination fee, um, either one of those. So if you have read your contract, you're okay with the cancellation policy, the refund policy, whether or not you're going to get back your uh, your deposit or your retainer, and whether or not you're going to have to pay a termination fee, how do you go about canceling your contract? So first off, the nicer you are to the vendor, the better. Don't start off by being a jerk. Power plays are generally not, um, they don't come across very well. I'm sure you've heard the, the cliche, kindness kills, and that is really true in this situation. So just come across nice and honest. And I want to re- repeat that you should be 100% honest. If you are going to preface your wedding cancellation with a lie about your father having terminal cancer or your fiance dying in a tragic car crash, and these are all 100% untruths, Know that when you go to another wedding vendor, who is our BFF in the industry, chances are we're going to find out about that. Um, Wedding vendors talk in this industry. We talk to one another. And if there's a tragic story um, about a groom's father dying in a car crash or a bride's mother suffering from terminal brain cancer, 
those are very heartfelt, emotional stories. And we talk to each other about that. And we might ask, you know, if we tell another vendor about that story, about that couple who is going through that, they're going to ask, well, who was it? I want to make sure that that's not my couple. I want to send flowers or a sympathy card. And when we say, oh, that was Bob and Jane Smith, they're going to say, really? Because they just reached out to me and ordered cake for the wedding that they're going through with in January. And they ordered a boutonniere, you know, and the florist might say, and they ordered a boutonniere for their dad. They're expecting their dad to be present at that wedding. In, so in other words, we will find out about that. So just to reiterate, honesty is always the best policy, guys. Don't lie. The first option you may have instead of losing out on your deposit or retainer or paying that early termination fee would be selling your contract to another couple. Some vendors may allow you to sell your contract to another couple who was having a wedding on that same date. So for instance, if you had hired a caterer for February 1st and your contract was valued at $10,000, they may allow you to sell that contract to another couple who is getting married on February 1st for $8,500. So instead of you losing $10,000, you're only losing $1,500 because you sold your contract to another couple for $8,500. So always ask about selling your contract to another couple. Now, granted, you're going to have to be the one doing all the footwork to find that couple willing to buy the contract. And you're going to have to bill it as, hey, you're getting $10,000 worth of goods for $8,500. The the vendor is not going to look for the couple to assume the contract. You're going to have to do that. Number two, another way to not lose all your money is they may be willing to allow you to get off the hook for the complete amount of the contract if they are willing to rebook your date. So if, say, say your wedding was on February 1st, that's not a lot of time between now and then, but if they can rebook your date for whatever service that the contract was, photography, catering, DJ, floral, cake, whatever, if they can rebook the services on the same date, they may let you off the hook, especially if it's a smaller vendor who only books like one service per date. They may allow you to cancel your your contract without any uh, penalty or fee if they can rebook the same date. Option number three, they may allow you a future credit. So you may not get your deposit back. You may not get your retainer back, but they may allow you to use that money in the future for another service with the same vendor. Option number four is just cut your losses. If the vendor is really bad, you don't want to work with them at all. They have just, you know, effed up at every turn. They 
are just not fitting your vision at all for your wedding day, just cut the losses and move on. You're going to have to weigh the, the benefits. Is it worth losing the money that you have invested with that vendor to date? Or is it worth moving on and having a super terrible experience with that vendor on your wedding day? What would be worse? The money or the experience? And you have to make that decision. And then lastly, my last piece of advice with you before we cut this episode off is to get everything in writing. If you do cancel a contract with any vendor, make sure you get the the official termination in writing and make sure it's signed by all parties. You know, even if you um, agree to the termination on a phone call, in an email, on text, on Facebook Messenger, however the conversation takes place, make sure that you put that into some sort of document where everybody can sign it and date it and then make sure everyone has copies because you want to release all the parties from liability and you want to have a timestamp when that happens. All right, so in closing, you are never stuck with or obligated to use any vendor that you hire or enter into a contractual agreement with. It may just cost you your retainer or in some cases the full amount of your contract and you just have to weigh which is worse, the money that you invested to date or the experience you may have with that wedding vendor. And you may also be stressed a little in the process of making that decision and terminating the contract with that vendor. All right, guys. So if you learned something today, please share a screenshot with wherever you're hearing this and tag either at a girl photo, that is A-T-A girl photo, or just help me spread the word and tell all of your engaged friends about this podcast, this book, or this YouTube channel. I would really appreciate that. Other ways you can find me is by logging onto my website at completeweddinged.com. If you want to know more about my wedding photography, you can find out about that at atagirlphoto.com, A-T-A-girlphoto.com. You can find me on pretty much every social media platform by looking for my handle, atagirlphoto, A-T-A-girlphoto, and you can find my book only on Instagram at Complete Wedding Ed. If there is ever a topic you want me to cover or a specific question you want me to answer, just shoot me an email at Tammy at atagirlphoto.com. Again, all of that will be in the show notes or somewhere on the description of this YouTube uh, video. And thank you so much for listening today. I really, really do appreciate your time. I hope you have a extremely magical day. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.